What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about the top 10 weirdest sports in the world. Now, when you hear the words professional sports, what do you normally think of? You think football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. We have you know, invented and played many games throughout history that show that we value competition and contest to determine superiority as a civilization. While most of us know various pro sports, some professional sports are very weird if you think about them. These particular professional sports prove that humans can have become accustomed to bizarre sporting events. So let's dive into the 10 weirdest sporting uh, events, the weirdest professional sports that you can't believe really exist. Roger, you want to take the first one? Um, yeah, I'll start with the first one on the list. Um, first one on the list is arm wrestling. And there is a competitive scene for this. Um, I think Spike TV actually had a show, like a docuseries show about it um, a few years back. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, there was also that movie the over the top, too. Yeah, which that movie is over the top. But yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah um, so arm wrestling is a game where we've all tried at least once in our lives. Uh, I mean, as men, we probably do it all the time uh, when we were younger. Um, you probably have even one, I guess, your family or friends. And while arm wrestling has been around for ages, it wasn't recognized as a professional sport until a few decades ago. Um, these days, professional arm wrestlers or pullers as they are known to fans, meet in pro tournaments where they test each other's limits. Um, to compete as a pro arm wrestler in events organized by the World Arm Wrestling League, or WAL, uh, you need to register by your arm. <laughs> what? What? So so you register as left, right, or both. Um, and arm wrestling competitions are organized by weight classes also, uh, with four categories for men. This sport is also con- uh, gender considerate, which means we're very inclusive, and women can compete too in various weight classes. Um, arm wrestling has referees who check whether there are any fouls, and the shoulders and wrists are squared off during the match. Uh, big events even have lasers at the center of the table to ensure no one gets out of line. That's very, very particular. Right. Uh, yeah. But I guess in a sport like that, you have to be particular. Um but the best thing about this sport is that the matches can end in two seconds or last for two minutes. Um, the unpredictable nature of arm wrestling makes it most exciting. I mean, like watching, actually watching like pro level um, arm wrestling is very intense. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I've watched it a time or two. But the yeah. thing that sucks is the guy that like has a stalled start and the other guy's too strong and he like he rips his elbow out of place. Like, oh, God. Uh, I've seen Dude, I've seen some uh, arm wrestling videos where they'd be just straining and straining, and all of a sudden, pop, like the fucking bone sticking out of his forearm, and it's like, oh, God, no, don't do that. Like, it's too much. (laughs) Way too much. It's super, it's gross, but I mean, I don't know what it is about arm wrestling. As a guy, I can say that we just enjoy watching it no matter what. Uh, Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, like, you can watch tons of videos on YouTube. I'm I'm weird. I'll I'll watch any kind of sport at least once, uh, just to see whether it's interesting or not. And then, I mean, if I get interested, then I'll go back and watch it. You know, a a ton. But yeah. (laughs) Well, there was one uh, thing that we did um, a couple of 
I don't even know how long ago it was. It may have been a year or so. It had to be at least a year, at least longer than a year ago because it was pre-COVID. Um, we did a show for Stoveworks in Chattanooga. And uh, after, I think there was two wrestling matches and we did the two matches. And then for whatever reason, everyone decided to have a freaking arm wrestling tournament throughout the whole thing. People were putting, people, you know, putting money down and stuff. People were dressed like, you know, Tiny Toon characters. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> the whole night was weird. But, yeah, I mean, just but sitting there, you had all these people gathered around watching our buddy Eli arm wrestle some chick. And he's just sitting there holding his arm up. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's, like, really straining. And he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm ending this. And then he, he, he went to go. And then he, like, oh, shit. <clears throat> now he just slammed her arm down. So that was funny to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean <laughs> – it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, hmm, I wonder who the strongest of the two is, you know, and really you're only judging because it says it's weight classes. So I'm assuming heavyweights, super heavyweights, you know, I assume, um, you know. I mean, it's probably lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, uh, light heavyweight and heavyweight. Right, probably. Um, I remember what went on that watching that show um like one of the first episodes they're talking to just one of the guys he's like new to it or like the professional scene and he's talking about how uh the misconception of arm wrestling is to go like parallel um you put your arm parallel so you know going left to right and slamming the arm down but you actually go you actually pull towards you at like a 45 degree angle and that's how you prevent your elbow from being snapped by the other guy wow uh, that's interesting yeah. yeah, because you're thinking going left to right, and that guy is going uh, perpendicular. So when you like, if he gets you, and your elbows locked, you go left to right, and it goes at that awkward angle. That's when it snaps. Ugh. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've always thought like he says like the best way to do is pull towards like when you're going do it like uh, around your wrist and point your thumbs towards you like if you're doing a curl. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I never knew that. Like, well, now I know if I ever get in some weird, random, like, 80s scenario where I'm at a bar and I have to beat these bikers in an arm wrestling to get out. <laughs> like that movie Over the Top. Oh, uh, that one was actual tournament, though. Yeah. It's such oh, a wild movie. movie. So the the current, like, the, the number one arm wrestler in the world is a guy uh, by the name of Devin Lariat, and he's Canadian. Yes, That's a great last name. Yes, uh, he's Canadian, <laughs> and he's been the the number one arm wrestler in the world for the last seven years and eighty days. Wow, I wonder what he looks like. Is he super stout? Um, or is he just like one of those average looking guys? He just looks like an average looking dude. <laughs> they is. call him Devin No Limits Lariat. <laughs> He's no limit soldier. <laughs> no limit soldier. And we don't die. Na 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 na. Uh, that does sound so... like a re- that, that does sound like a wrestling name though. Devin Lariat. Like what's I'm his finisher? It's not. What's his finisher? The headlock. The, the headlock. <laughs> <laughs> the clothesline from Hades. Anyway, all right. That being said, let's move on to the next one. Chip, you got it. I do. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about tug of war. Yes, that tug of war. You know where you pull a rope, yeah, and see who can pull it the farthest. 
Um, so as far back as ancient games go, Tug of War is one of the most recognizable games on the planet. From Egypt, China, and Greece, athletes compete against each other in a game that tests teamwork and strength. But this is one of the weirdest sports ever when you think about it. On the international level, the Tug of War International Federation, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Uh, they govern the sport, <coughs> which has even featured, uh, even been featured in the Olympics. And we were just talking about the Olympics uh, last week. You know the the new um, the new uh, stuff Sports. that's coming out, yeah, yeah. with uh, skateboarding and surfing and all that. Um, so the rules of this bizarre game include both teams needing to have eight members that work together to pull the rope. Tug of war is simple since athletes can win matches via the best of three format. For players, the objective is to pull the other team toward the center line. While the sport looks simple enough, it's complex since teams need rhythm and teamwork to excel. The best thing about the tug-of-war sport is that the only equipment required is an 11-centimeter wide, 33-and-a-half-centimeter long rope with plain and whipped ends. Since there are no ties in the sport, winners must secure two out of the three pools to take the match. So... so it's a it's a four four inches by like thirteen inch rope. Yeah, so literally enough just to grab and pull. Like I was expecting it to be like those comically weird ones that they always show in like kids movies where it's like eight foot long. Right. right. Yeah. There's no way that like the video is showing it's a lot longer. There has to. It, I think that it's be a thirteen foot. Yeah. Thirty three point five centimeters. Yeah, thirty-three and a half centimeters long. That's that's not very long. No, but that has that's to be a mistype. That that has to be. Yeah, because that's thirteen point yeah. one inches. Yeah, that definitely has to be. They probably meant meters. Yeah, that makes more sense because that's meters does make more they sense. Meant... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you gotta think like, yeah. what's this like? What like obviously, I mean, pull the ropes, but I mean, like, do you put your heaviest guys in the back? Do you get your strongest guys up front? What's what's the strategy behind it? You know, I mean, you obviously put your heavy, like... heaviest up front, strongest in the back. I'm joking. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think I'm, about it, if I'm your heaviest one is up front yeah. and he falls, he still right. holds the weight down on his side. So I mean, it would be a bad strategy, but no. Now, yeah, you would figure you have the heaviest in the back to to anchor almost. You know. Yeah, but you got to pull back a lot, and people are leaning towards you. So I mean. If he slips, it's over in the back, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean the way that, the true. way that it the way that it looks. I mean, it looks like it's on almost like a um because it looks like they're wearing cleats. I know they're probably not, but it looks like they're wearing cleats, and it's on like a maybe an astroturf almost looking kind of thing. I don't know. Um, definitely a mat. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it just they're I, not I, cleats. It's like the they. It's like indoor, like soccer shoes, pretty much. It's like meant for like indoor, uh, I guess, turf or whatever, astral turf, maybe. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the video now. It does not look like they're, it's insane the rhythm they're going in. Like they all immediately drop at the exact same angle down to the same exact um, 
like uh, distance, I guess. Really? And yeah, like the video right now, like it's really like the yeah, like it's it's a pure rhythm kind of thing. And they're just waiting, like they're just holding and waiting. Almost like Crazy. you know, we, if, if we can pull it at the right moment, we can like maybe catch them off balance, and then we can win it. So these guys are doing like a, they're like doing like a hip swivel. They drop down, swivel their hips, and like take a step back, all in the same rhythm. So they're trying to like shake the guys, I guess, a little bit, and then move to like get them a little bit off balance. Oh wow! There's probably a lot of strategy to this, <laughs> <laughs> right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I guarantee there's a ton of strategy. Uh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to it. And, I mean, a ton of teamwork. Like, you're not just going to get one dude that's going to, you know, overpower yeah. the other team. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. looking to see. Uh, I'm on the, the actual website for the... Um, the, the international tug of war tug of war federation um trying to see it doesn't say on here the exact dimensions of the rope in the, the official rule book so well, let's see uh they do go by weight classes they have um ultra featherweight Featherweight, lightweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight, uh, light middleweight, middleweight, cruiserweight, uh, and then super heavyweight, which is not to exceed 700 kilos. Uh, now, I'm not sure how much 700 kilos is, but I'm sure that's a lot. <laughs> right. Breaking news here. Albert Pujols signs a one year deal with the Dodgers. Um, so there you go. There's your hot there's your headline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right. Uh that being said. That's kinda uh, weird though to think about. Cause I mean his averages right now. His number yep. averages are really low right now, so I don't get that. Yeah. Um uh, so the rope must not be less than ten centimeters. Or more than 12 and a half centimeters in circumference uh, must be free of knots and other holdings for the hands. The ends of the rope shall have whipped finish, and the minimum length of the rope must not be less than 33 and a half meters. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's no way to, that's yeah, definitely a mistype. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely meters, not centimeters. So, okay. Uh, now that I found that we we can move feel on. free to move on to the yeah. next one if you yes choose. the next one yeah the uh, the next the next one we're gonna be talking about is croquet. Now croquet, even the name of this sport sounds weird, but if you ask the World Croquet Federation, the WCF, sounds like a wrestling promotion. Uh, they will confirm that croquet is a professional sport as a sport that was once featured in the Olympics. Croquet is one of the most inclusive sports and was the first outdoor sport to embrace gender equality. While croquet is better known as a backyard game fit for barbecues and family gatherings, it's a sport with a considerable following of professional associations and clubs. Most croquet players start as amateurs 
in local tournaments hosted by clubs to build their skills and their recognition. General categories of cro- for croquet are singles and double co- doubles competitions. Team members drive three balls, blue, black, and green, in team tournaments as other teams drive their three balls, red, orange, and yellow. Each player can hit balls with other team members, and those allowance and those allowances make the game great for teamwork, fun, and socialization. One one particular aspect that can only you can only find in croquet is that there are different croquet grips. There's the standard grip, the Solomon grip, and the Irish grip. These design grips ensure the plays by participants are natural and comfortable. Um, have either of you guys ever played croquet before, like in the backyard or anything like that? I have not. Never played it. We played it um, when I was living in when we were living in Flintstone a uh, long, long time ago. <laughs> um, it would be me, my mom, my dad, my sister Lily, and um, any two random. I think my I think uh, my sister's friend Fallon was over there, and I think she was when she was with her, her ex Cody. Um, we would we go all go outside like like mom and dad would you know have some chicken on the barbecue or something and we would sit there and we'd play that i mean it is time consuming it's one of those games that's just it's it's fun to play because i mean it is like it, it does require teamwork and it does require strategy and things of that nature um you know it's fun to play if you ever actually get the chance to play some people might say oh this isn't exciting enough it's kind of boring though and it can be boring but that's where the teamwork comes in you have the strategy because you can do something to where like um like you can do something to where like if you you can hit you can hit the ball into like you can't hit the other opponent's uh ball with like just straight like hit your ball into their ball but if you hit another one of your teammates balls it can go into another opponent's ball and can cause them to like see if you have a clear shot to to your goal or whatever you can just you can uh screw up their shot or whatever like it I'll have to I'll, you you can look it up look up the rules and stuff, but it is pretty interesting and it, and it is pretty fun. It it is you know very strategy based game, um you know I would say give it a shot if you ever get the opportunity. You want to play some croquet? Sure, let's play some croquet. It's it's pretty fun to, if you uh, really get into it. Now, I didn't know they did it professionally, um which I'm 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 willing to bet that it's more of like a European uh thing more than anything else. Like I, I don't I can't think of any American croquet teams. No, we have market. an American croquet team. Do, do, do we have one? Okay. I'm watching um, them. I, so I'm literally watching them play right now. These dudes are walking around with a hammer, hitting, <laughs> hitting little colored balls into what looks like a miniature upside down um, goalpost uh, in football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's several of those. Yeah. Because you got to make your way through them, through the through the goalpost, and then you have to hit the stick at the end, and you have to make it all the way back, and things of that nature. So, yeah, but yeah, very yeah, it's very very interesting. It's I mean, it's not that complicated, you know. It's pretty fun if you actually get to play it. Um, but yeah, Raji, any thoughts? I mean, I've seen it on shows and stuff, like just like the little uh, comedies and stuff like that. Remember, like American Wedding Wars they're playing in the backyard and everything like that stuff like that uh i've never was interested in, in it and i really don't understand it it's one of the few ones that i just can't pick up right i understand yeah it is fun though if you do get a chance but 
it, it's one of those games where it's like it's it's weird. It's one it's, it's more fun to play than watch. Does that make sense? Because some games yeah. are like that. So, but anywho, um, that being said, uh, Rod, you want to go to the next one? Um, sure. Oh, I got it. I'm playing. I'm playing. Pressure. <laughs> I just remember doing that last time. <laughs> no. Uh, next one is tandem racing. Um, so bicycles made for two are rare in the streets, but they take bike racing to a whole new level in athletics. As a sport that involves two racers, tandem races are exhilarating to watch. Um, have you guys ever watched this at all? I actually have. I was flipping through like. Uh, like fs1 uh a few weeks ago or something like that and i think they had mm-hmm. like an old replay of it on there and i sat and watched it for like 30 minutes i just couldn't turn it off yeah it's very <laughs> I interesting um, i can honestly say i've never watched it it's interesting because i mean those things are like those bikes are super small and these guys are like zooming on those things dude i mean it, <sighs> Like, like people yeah. thought that um, uh, what was that dude Armstrong, uh, the live the live strong guy, yeah, they, they thought Lance. he could, yeah, Lance Armstrong, they thought he could go fast. Like, good lord, these bikes I think are doing double the speed that he would do. Yeah, but the benefit of these guys is that they actually are inside track instead of out in the streets and going up mountains and stuff. That's true. Right. But um, yeah, the like, international cycling unit. Not, Go huh? ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was done. I said, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this delay is killing me, bro. <laughs> but the, the ICU, uh, the International Cycling Union, defines tandem races as amateur events where two athletes maximize their speed and pace compared to individual bike sprints. Uh, for pro racers, tandem races are uh, advantageous since they can pedal faster with their double power out- output. Like, they've got to be going so fast. It's got to be scary. Dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, not only that, but, like, just to get in that same sync and same rhythm with somebody that <laughs> you don't actually accidentally, like, clip the back of your ankle with the the bike pedal or whatnot you know what i mean yeah like, like just think about it, like one of them misslips or something oh it's terrible i bet yeah i bet that, i mean they go probably go head over heels end over end you know that would suck you know i mean it's bad enough falling down on a bicycle by yourself and then you got because because in a sense you're 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 you, you got to rely on each other to make sure that you know things are in sync you know I mean that's definitely yeah. you know teamwork to the utmost. Well, speaking of which, um, one benefit of the sport is that tandem racing has opened new avenues for uh, blind cyclists, um, with a sighted pilot in the front and a non-sighted cyclist can now participate in the Paralympics and finish races that would be impossible if they did it as individual individual racers. Um, this sport is truly for anyone, which is actually really great because there's not many sports that are um like blind abled i guess is the way to say it right right yeah uh so uh talent since you've never like actually watched this before the 
agree or disagree, Roger, one of the funniest things is the the little helmets that they wear. Yes, they're so weird. Like, they like <laughs> they look like a Judge Dread helmet, like got squashed. I, I'm, For sure. I'm watching the video. I'm watching the video that. I, uh, that what the hell? What? <laughs> look like they look like 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 bice like banana seats on their head like like yeah oh god yeah, what they that got that'd be a bad <laughs> I'm going too fast first I'm gonna smell it <laughs> say what now I have many thoughts I have many thoughts. You're, you're worried about farting. Oh, I was just worried about Rex drop dust the dude behind him. <laughs> we fucked up, you know. It, it, it fucked up. I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's oh. move on to the next one. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Chip. <laughs> I oh. killed Chip. <laughs> this one we're talking about crop duster and his partner. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> next up, uh, good lord, good lord, <laughs> he killed himself. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about polo. Uh, so there are a few. F- there are few sports. That bring humans and animals together, and polo is one of them. Polo, also known as the game of kings and a rich man's sport, is weird since most people cannot relate to it. Polo started as a game that trained nomads for war. The logic was that if riders could control a horse while chasing a ball and play as part of a team, then they could perform greatly in battle. The modern version of the war game was reinvented by British officers in India who were drawn to the sport's beauty. In polo, the main goal is to score more points than the opponent. But I mean, isn't that the the main goal for all sports? Is to not score some more sports points than your opponent. Out. Not golf. Not boxing. Not golf. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, score points boxing, in boxing, you but you really want you can score points in boxing, but you really want to knock some some bitch out. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, to improve chances of winning, players move the ball into the other side's half and then attempt to drive the ball through their goal. With four players on each side, the sport requires cooperation between the players, the horse, and teammates. Uh, to succeed in the sport, modern polo players pay attention to horse breeds the ideal polo pony has stamina speed agility responsiveness and intuition some unique aspects are that players can ride opposing players off the field hook each other's stick and the teams change sides after each goal okay um so yeah (laughs) I mean, what if you just getting like washed by some team? You're changing size all day. I know like, a couple of horses, horses like yo. To, couple yeah. of horses going to the glue factory at that at that point. I was gonna say your horse is like yo, bro. If you don't stop this man, I'm gonna buck you off me. We gonna <laughs> we gonna, we gonna Christopher Reeves this. 
Oh God. <clears throat> and then my question, <laughs> then my question becomes like water polo. <laughs> water polo is amazing. Have you seen it? I have not. Those guys tread water like their legs are massive. How do you get horses in the water? You don't play oh horses God. in the water. Oh, then it, then... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. It was a joke. <laughs> I think you killed them. I think you killed them. What the fuck? Oh, He's God. all the way across his podcast room laying in the floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> How do you get the horses in the floor? <laughs> you, you okay now? <clears throat> no. Yeah. I'm gravy. Go ahead. Uh, are you sure? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, dude, that caught me off. That caught me off guard so bad. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> Say something, somebody. Somebody. <laughs> I, I, I mean. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's I'm there so to say after that? <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, I mean, it does, hold on, it it does look, I mean, I've never really watched it. uh, It's intense. But I'm watching it right now, and uh, it does look intense. And some of the cuts and moves that they've got these horses making, like, I'm surprised these horses' ankles ain't broke for real. They probably are after that. They're done. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy because they got them almost laying down. Yeah, they get quarters. super. Yeah, they get super low, and they look like I feel bad for the horses. But like, there's specific breed, like few breeds made specifically for it. I wonder yeah. if any animal rights groups would sit there and be offended by the the idea of using horses. They, of course, the they would. Of course, they would. Of course, they would. But I'm yeah. sure that these horses are probably more taken care of than us. Us, <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's like right. the horses that run the Kentucky Derby or whatnot. Like, those horses are so very well taken care of, you know. They, Up they, until you win that Triple Crown, then you're put to sleep. Right. Oh, right. I'm not lying, though. I know <laughs> like, you're not. That's what, that's what happened, OC Biscuit. <laughs> Do they got these horses' tails and ponytails? Like, for real? They got them braided. Yeah, so they don't swing around. It makes them... uh more resistance to uh, more aerodynamic and that's where we get the term but um also like the way they're swinging these things like it is like i'm just thinking like what if this ball comes up and just like hits you right in the mouth bro what if you what if you go to swing and miss and you hit your own damn horse in the face Uh, i'm sure that's happened a time or two like i said you're gonna gonna be on the lex express right after that (laughs) right all right all right. Enough about enough about polo. Let's right. move on. Let's talk about water one. polo, which is even better. <laughs> yep. Well, it, it has to do with the water. How to swim and not drown. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Oh goddamn. <laughs> All right. So, much. so the next one we're gonna talk about actually has to do with water. Unfortunately, it's not water polo. It is solo synchronized swimming. 
All right. Solo synchronized swimming. Yeah, sorry. So solo synchronized swimming is one of the weirdest <laughs> sports globally. What up? <laughs> All right. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> All right. So, so solo synchronized swimming is one of the weirdest sports globally, and it took three Olympics for the world to realize that a dancer couldn't synchronize on their own. In this sport, the dancer performs a kind of water ballet while synchronizing with the music. The sport re- uh, reserved for women athletes was considered lonely since the dancer moved on their own while judges and audiences watched. After realizing that it was impossible to assess a single dancer, the Olympics extended solo synchronized swimming to include duos and eight-person teams. In this new format, it's easy to watch synchronizing among the dancers and and equally assess their abilities to blend. In this sport, the primary goal is to satisfy the judges by executing the technique, executing the technical and free routines. In the technical routine, the dancers showcase their mastery of predetermined positionings and movements. In the free ro- in the free routine, athletes synchronize with the music blaring from high tech underwater speakers. When you think about it, the sport requires some pretty intense and advanced tech and skills. Um, <clears throat> any thoughts, guys? I, have you ever seen synchronized swimming? I have not. So these- I've not seen solo. I've seen. I've seen team, but like these women like can hold their breath forever because a lot of it is with their, like their head and under the water and their feet above the water doing these crazy, like intricate poses with their legs and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all about bodies is like very, oh yeah. I mean, that's what synchronized swimming is. You gotta be synchronized to a beat. Yeah, and your teammates. But solo, I mean, think of a routine yourself. Like, you got so, like, they got to, like, hear the song and come up with a routine and then somehow make it work while not even be able to hear it all the way because they're underwater sometimes. Yeah. Right. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm watching the video now and it's like, ain't she coming up for air anytime soon? Hey, how can we make water harder? Let's do ballet in it. Uh, right. <laughs> and do it upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming's not enough. Let's just. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, she you needs mean, to do like some kind of weird wait, twirl you mean swimming where she like that... sank. Yeah. Oh, swimming? Do you mean that thing you do before you uh, succumb to the water? <laughs> but anyway. Well, I yeah. mean, they really got to like. That they got like Navy SEAL strainer or something. Uh obviously. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh this woman that I'm watching right now is is really, really good. <laughs> what are we watching? She got like fours, like she was straight trash. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, we think what we think what we're I mean, watching is freaking awesome, from someone you know. <laughs> and then the judges might be like, right. hmm, this, this is pathetic. coming from <laughs> hey. <laughs> it reminds me of uh that one dude off of um 
America's Got Talent, or not not America's Got Talent, uh, Dancing with the Stars, uh, Lynn, Lynn Goodwin or something like that. He, he's always like, yeah, I mean, it was good, but uh, you messed up here and here and here. I don't even know what I was watching. <laughs> I never watched that show, actually. Uh, I watch it with Jess all the time. It's It's pretty good. My dance show was America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah. Is it, does like it still too. come on anymore? I think they revived it, actually. I think so. I mean, I can always just go back and watch the old ones. Jabberwockies. I mean, that first season had some killer squads. Because they had that crew out of Boston, um, the skateboarding, not, not the skateboarding, the rollerblading crew, um... The big guys that could like do flips and stuff like that. Yeah. Wasn't there another group? Um, they did a lot of like black and white, um, uh, black light stuff with the different. I know Jabberwockies did something similar also to that, but there was also another one that was like nothing but black light. I can't remember. <clears throat> I, can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. It may have been the second season. Um, there, it might have been. So. All right. So let's move on to this, uh, next one. Um, so have you guys, like, you guys might want to watch the video for this while it, like, I talk about it, uh, cause I've already watched it and like, I still don't understand what I'm watching. Okay. But, um, <coughs> that's like, li- <laughs> like watch it literally. <laughs> um, so the next one is, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but, uh, Kabaddi and Kabaddi, Kabaddi is a contact sport played by, um, Indians, in, in actual Indians from India uh, many centuries ago. And it's also one of the most bizarre sports in the world. Um, Kabaddi, which was made professional in 2014, is often described as high-octane game of tag. Um, in the sport, teams have both raiders and defenders. And while the raiders look to tag defender, uh, look to tag, defenders seek to tackle players to earn points. Um, if you watch a game of Kabaddi, uh, you can get confused by how proactive it is, especially the amount of muscle and lung capacity required. Um, since the field is divided into two halves, the Raiders attack the Antis, the defendant side, while chanting Kabaddi. Uh, the rules demand that the player shouldn't take a breath or break the chant, and after attacking the defender or tagging, points are earned if they return to their half. But if the Raider is tackled, <coughs> they leave the field. While many might consider uh, Kabaddi to be a weird sport, it is one of the most followed sports in India. Since athletes can play it indoors or outdoors, Kabaddi is slowly becoming popular, and perhaps in a few years, it won't be so weird. Uh, it it so looks pretty I'm weird to me. Like I'm, I'm watching yep. it, and <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't either. Like they're like they use their feet to try to tag, and they're jumping in and out, and the defenders are like trying to circle them to like I guess corner to them, but like they go for a tag and they immediately scoot to their side, but then some dudes are just getting straight washed and tackled out. <laughs> like it's so yeah. I mean, it's like, like you, it's like you combine tag and dodgeball at the same time, but without the ball. Without the ball, yeah, it's like your body, <clears throat> and um. Like was also um like I don't like you have to hold the person down I think for like three or four seconds so it's like got wrestling elements to it. Um 
it's weird. I, 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 it looks interesting to me. Like, I would be cool. Like, just thinking about like this dude right now is he got he threw himself out of bounds so he wouldn't be taken out. Like, that was very smart. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of strategy that goes along with it. <clears throat> You oh, you need your hands to tag someone... too. Okay, that's weird. This dude actually uses his hand. Uh huh. What we need is we, we need, need to what? have. What we need is we need to find or figure out like maybe someone who can maybe interpret like what is going on. You know, I don't even know if the video we're watching because I'm I, it's on mute, so that way it doesn't play through the. Uh, uh, thanks. So it's too loud because it will pick up on the microphone if I play it. Um, but like maybe just someone to interpret the rules, like because yeah, I guess it's the, like we can read the rules and be like, yeah. But then actually maybe watching it, I guess subtitled with English subtitles or maybe voiceovers or something to give like a a little bit more of a hey, this is what's going on here. Here's why it's happening. You know, here's the reason why this was happening. Wait, that was a penalty. Let me explain why this is a penalty. You know. And maybe if this sport continues to grow and continues to get more popular and it's integrated over to other countries and possibly over here to America, then maybe we could get an understanding of it. And who knows, more people would probably watch it and enjoy it once they have a more understanding of the rules and schemes. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, but then I think about cricket, which is the second most popular wor- sport in the world, and I have no clue what's happening. And those games can last for hours. Yeah. Or and in like a few minutes. Uh, so it, uh, I'm it looking, hurts. and there's there's variations of it. You got standard style and circle style, uh, <clears throat> and it says that uh, standard style, the game is played with 20 minute halves. And they have a five-minute half break in which the teams exchange sides. Uh, During each play known as a raid, a player from the attacking side, known as the raider, runs into the opposing team's side of the court and attempts to tag as many of the seven defending players as possible. The raider must cross the bulk line into the defending team's territory and then return to their half of the field without being tackled. Um, And each raid has a 30-second time limit. So you have 30 seconds to tag as many people on the other t- side that you can. Okay, so, ba- so let me see. <laughs> Without so being tackled. Tag. Okay, so so you're going over the line. You have to tag as many people as you can, but you have to step over the bulk line, and then once you step over the bulk line, you got to make it back to your side before, I guess, the remaining people tackle you? Yes. The people that you don't tag, or is it the people that you do tag? Like... I, I don't know. I just read it. I, I literally. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> I, I've right. never seen this before. Wait, what was your question? All right. So if if you go across, okay, and you're tagging people, uh-huh. and then yeah. you have to step over the quote unquote bulk line or whatever, and once you step over that mm-hmm. line, you got to haul ass back to your side, and they can tackle you. But who tackles you? The people who yeah. didn't get tagged. No, uh, you're tagging for points, so you're 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 not getting eliminated. Okay, but if yeah, you, but you're if just you pass, getting tagged for points. Okay, but if you pass over the bulk yeah. line and then haul ass back to your side, if you make it all the way back to your side, do you get a you get more you're points? Safe. Okay, but yes, I'm saying you safe. get more points because but okay, you're safe. But do you get more points for making it to the other side? 
uh, I mean, it doesn't say that specifically, but it's just saying you're, that you're safe. Because the okay. whole point is, like, once you pass the line, you can get tackled. And then if you get tackled and held down, you're eliminated. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it we looks very cool. interesting, so. Yeah, I mean, if it was something, like, I'd see more and more on, like, actual, like, maybe, like, late-night ESPN or something like that, I'd probably understand it more. The Ocho? Um, I mean, yeah, they do do Ocho every now and, like, every, like, is it on the, is it on Saturdays now or something like that, like, randomly during the month? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that one, like, it does look really interesting. Like, if it did integrate and find its way over here um, and get more popular here, I think it'd be pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those sports I wish we, we did have so we could understand it. Because, it look, like I said, it looks interesting. Like, you're playing tag with, you're playing wrestling tag, pretty much. Pretty right. much. <laughs> That's crazy. So, let's go on to the next one. On to the next <clears throat> yep. one. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about equestrian. I can never say this word right. Equestrian. Equestrian. Equestrian <laughs> dressage. Uh, I, I, I literally, that's one of those words that yeah, I, know. Like, I always get tongue tied on. Um, but one we really stay <clears throat> often too, either. Yeah. Unless you're like in that like hobby, pretty much. Yes. Right. Um, so dressage. A term that loosely translates to training is a professional equestrian sport that is considered the highest level of horse training. In this particular sport, riders and their horses demonstrate their ability to perform a series of programmed events for the judges and audience who assess accuracy and creativity. As a sport, dressage tests the ability of riders to train their horses to perform naturally and in events, the rider fulfills various challenges. A top performer in these events has an animal that responds to guidance effortlessly and upon request. So, you ask, why is it weird? Well, the horses are expected to perform in the event as artists, making them the show's true stars. While riders are responsible for training and directing the animal, Equestrian dressage competitions display the horse's performance at different levels and tests. Each point are earning points from the range of 0 to 10. The performing duo aims to satisfy the tests of every block to qualify for the next level of competition. <clears throat> Other considerations that affect the scores include the gait, impulse and submission of the rider and their horse respectively all these features indicate that the horse is highly trained so this is a bougie sport pretty much <laughs> and then um, <laughs> i mean it's like it's a royal type kind of sport yeah. like you know we got these we i mean yeah we got enough to do but i mean it's pretty cool like i'm watching it and like this horse just did like the the cha-cha slide all the way to the center of the uh I guess performance area, but like it's doing like the small steps and stuff like walking pretty much. Yeah. But it also did it like sideways and like diagonal. It was pretty cool from what I'm seeing so far. Uh yeah, it's like they teach the horses how to dance. Yeah. Okay. But it's but it's also staying within the um the performance uh rectangle, I guess. I don't really know what they call it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe. But no, like it's yeah. actually I mean I mean, it's a sport that I mean, I'd, if it was on TV, I'd probably watch it for a few minutes. 
but it's not my kind of thing. But it's interesting to see how they, what the horses will do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that not... it probably takes more like, it probably takes like years upon years for a horse to be that trained to, you know, be able to perform the, the task that's been asked of it, you know. Right, yeah, it's not a sport that I would seek out to watch, but if I was flipping through and it was on, I'd probably watch it for, you know, a hot minute. Maybe. I don't know. Just to see that. I don't know. I, I, I'm intrigued right now watching this little video that I'm yeah, watching. I am too. <laughs> Just like seeing the horse like go from like one side and then like shuffle across to the other side. Like, is because it's weird. Like, to me, it's always weird to see a horse walk. Sort of. I, I mean, this one is sort of like prancing, so it's kind of weird. Oh, it's not prancing. Let's see what it can do. <laughs> right. But no, like, like, is it just, like I'll probably would watch like one performance like first round, but like, oh, that was that was different, and then yeah, move on. But this one's actually pretty cool, <laughs> right? You know, and the, and the fact that they've they've trained them to like walk sideways and <laughs> excuse me and uh, diagonal, and then pick up speed, uh, long strides, short strides, prancing, and. Uh, you know, basically dancing along to the music and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, I watch it once, maybe. <laughs> this is in Rio, too, with the video we're watching. Um, this is, yeah, this is like, I don't know, it's like, is is interesting enough to keep my attention, like I said, probably for one routine. Right, but I would probably wouldn't watch it for like a whole event. No, it's it's, it's not a whole event thing for me either. Yo, this, um, this boy's doing circles now. <laughs> you make that. You gonna make the horse dizzy, right, buddy? But I guess on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one, and this is race walking. And this is actually an Olympic sport now. Hold on, hold um, on. Time, time out, time out. You, did you say race walking? Yeah. Race so they, walking. What they do is they segregate all the races, and the fastest race wins the walking competition, I guess. Uh, oh, okay. I'm joking. I don't know if that's I what I'm actually joking. I, I know you're joking. <laughs> Talon, you want to tell us a little bit about race walking? Yeah, <laughs> I sure can. Uh, race walking has been a part of the Olympics since 1904 damn give it some fanfare uh we might know more about it race walking started as a pastime in the victorian era and when it moved to the united states it was a spectacle sport for indoor arenas for sports lovers race walking was one of the most exciting sports since it demanded a lot from its performers race walk okay race walking has a couple of rules that make it shut up <laughs> make it a challenging sport first athletes always have what okay hold on a minute first athletes always have to have one foot in contact with the ground and if this is not visible to the naked eye they are given a penalty another weird rule is that the athletes should never bend their knees during the race okay this you is have, a violation have- huh yeah, this is this is just speed walking. That's what this is. Yeah, this is a violation yeah. of judges' assessment. The, if an athlete gets three warnings, they are automatically disqualified from the race. 
At the Olympics, both men and women compete in the short-distance race, 22 kilometers, while a long-distance race of 50 kilometers features men only. Race walking is so strange that it could make you rethink how well you walk in real life. Speed walk, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, first off, I like how short distance 20 kilometers. That's 12 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And 50 is 31 miles. Like that's, Those are marathon. That's yeah. Marathon. And, and they're doing it like speed walking. Yeah, so they're like, so I remember back in the day, like I remember when this was on, what was the Olympics? Not uh, the not the real ones, but the one right before that, the Beijing. Was it Beijing? Uh, was no, Beijing it was before no, it was Rio. Rio? It was Rio. Rio was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was Beijing because that was twenty twelve, wasn't it? Or is that two thousand eight? Uh, they're every four years, so. Uh. Cause I know there was a UK one. Like, let me look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know '96 was Atlanta. 2000 was. Uh shit! What was 2000? 2000 was Brazil. No. So 2016 was Rio. So it has to be the one before that. So 2012. Oh, the video I'm London. watching right now. London. Okay, the video I'm watching right now is from the 2016. Uh. Olympics Rio. from, but, from uh, Rio. Yeah. But I was saying there's a guy in it. Uh, I can't remember his name over there. But like he won the race, uh, the 50 kilometer one after the race. But he, like a week or so after that, he had to go in to get uh, hip surgery because like his hips like dislocated from him power walking so much. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, like I'm like I'm it's, watching. It's Rio. literally. Yeah. It, it's literally yeah. power walking. Yeah. It look, you, they, they're already dumping water themselves so early on because of how hot it is in that race. Well, I mean, they're in Rio. I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> but hey, they're going. They've gone four kilometers in sixteen minutes. That's pretty fast, still. Right. Well, that dude just power walked out of his shoes. Yeah, he did. Oh, you know this got to suck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, this one's definitely it, like it's, it's another one. Like, Aves on, I'll watch it for a good amount. But like. It's so weird that they're saying like one foot has to be on the ground at all times and um, has to be visible and whatnot. Um, but like the dude who's in first, it looks like he's like his feet both leave at the same time. And yeah. it looks like he, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's jogging. It doesn't look like he's walking at all. I don't know. You don't see that shoulder that shoulder shrug, man. He's, he's shoulder leaning like Young Dro. <laughs> Bouncing right and left, make his shoulder <laughs> lean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had fun in the 2000s, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, let's get let, let, let's get let's get to the one we really want to get to. Let's get to the last one of the night. Roger, you got it. Yeah, number one is uh poker. So poker is I'm joking. I know. Uh, although poker is really great, I love watching poker actually. The math behind it is great. Um, but no, number one is the great sport of face slapping, also known as Russian slap fights. What the five um, fingers stay to the face? Slap. Um, I'm Rick so James. Face, slap, face slapping requires no introduction. If we're honest, being on the receiving end of slap doesn't seem like the best place to be. Yet, yet in Russia, face slapping is a wild sport that attracts big crowds excited to watch two contestants slap the hell out of each other. And if you go to YouTube and look up 
like their tournaments and stuff like that, they are destroying each other. I like, mean, it's incredible to watch. There ain't no way. I'm just letting y'all know now. Ain't <laughs> no way in hell I'm gonna let any of y'all slap me like these motherfuckers slap each other. These guys have to wear a mouthpiece and also put stuff in their ears to uh, prevent their eardrums from being blown out. Dude, Bro, like the no. side of my face is tingling right now thinking about this shit. Like, <laughs> no, like, I mean, nah. But, but no, uh, in this respectful, respectful sport that we will have you cringing and laughing simultaneously, I don't know how you'll be like laughing. Like, it's it hurts to see this stuff. Like, I can see the cringing, but the laughing, nah. Um, players stand across uh, a oh, table the- facing what? each other. And what can only be described as polite turn-taking, each player waits to slap from the other player and can only move after they finish their turn. Um, the fun in the slapping championship is that each match goes until a player surrenders, gets disqualified, or passes out. Um, one of face club, members, bro. <laughs> uh, one of face slapping's most legendary players is Serbian farmer. Uh, Valesi Kamoski, who I think is actually still um, in the top 10 right now, um, whose slaps went viral. Uh, Kamoski, hilarious battles with opponents, often end up with knockouts. But in 2019, he also got knocked out cold, and I actually remember seeing that one. Uh, face slapping might not be as brutal as boxing or MMA, but it's not the lighthearted. It's not so lighthearted. Um, if you think about it, if you were to score, settle a score with someone, entering slapping championships may be the best way to settle the differences, respectfully. Nah. You ain't nah. getting me like that. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. Nah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm, I'm watching this video right now. This dude literally hit, bro, with the, the Vader forearm across the side of his face. He hit him with the, with the nopes. Yep. Bro, no. God, dog. The guy with the bicep bigger no than his way. head? Yes. No way, bro. No way. Well, what I've learned also uh, is like it's not always the most muscular guy that gets the, the win in some of these. Because there's a technique to like where you hit because they line up and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've watched this a few times, and I've seen some little bitty dudes just mollywop some big old boys. I love yeah. what, I love this stuff. Like I'm one of the sick, sick people that dislikes watching this stuff. Oh yeah, you ain't never gonna see me do it, but I'll watch it all day long. <laughs> right. I'm about to send you guys a quick video about this. Let me do this. Yeah. Hey, man, this that's just like I, I used to sit back and watch uh, my homeboy Kimbo Slice and them backyard bum fights. I loved bomb fights, bro. Back in now, <laughs> E bombs world days. Yes, these yeah. kids don't know. No, rest in hey. peace, Kimbo Slice. E bombs world ain't even around no more, is it? Nope. Nah, it's nope, all man. world star hip hop now. Man, like I, 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 I love watching world star hip hop too, but man, it ain't nothing like E bombs world. Yeah, E bombs was where you would watch little literal bumps bump fights and then watch them fight over a sandwich. <laughs> yeah yeah the good old days <laughs> yep 
Back when Roger was in elementary school. Right. Yeah, I actually was. (laughs) I'd have I'd have Ewan's World and Newgrounds. Yep. Yeah, now what do kids uh, have? BuzzFeed and Studio BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed's still around. It's not as prominent, but it's still around. But, uh, so a sport that's not on here that I actually thought would be on here, besides the, uh, slap, uh, face slapping is, um, have you guys ever heard of Australian football? Uh, like their version of rugby? No. Uh, it's hard to explain. Um, they play in like this circle with two goalposts and like 30 men on the field. Um, and they have to punch the ball forward. Like, they physically have to punch it from the bottom and to pass it. I mean, I think they can, like, take... Like, it's weird to, like... It's really weird, but it's actually pretty intense. Uh-huh. And, like, they jump up to grab this ball, and, like, they, like, tackle each other. Let me see if I can find... some highlights to send you. It's just really weird to explain, but, like... Is it's like a combination of rugby, soccer, and actual football together. Okay. Rugby, soccer, and football. Uh, like, it's got the intensity of no pass and tackling like rugby, but you actually have to make forward passes and tactfully do it. Um, and you also have goalposts to kick it through. Um, and then, like, just to kick it off soccer where there's a goal area, and if you get a penalty in there, you can actually... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, shoot for it, um, and you can jump up and like jump. You can do like over the back and everything on somebody, and you have to get it like within a certain spot. It's so weird. Let me just send it highlight to you guys, bro. I just seen one bog snorkeling. What? <laughs> yes, it's bog a sporting snorkeling? event where comp. Yes. It's a sporting event where competitors aim to complete two consecutive lengths of a 60-yard water-filled trench cut through a peat bog in the shortest time possible wearing traditional snorkel, diving mask, and flippers. I'd definitely <laughs> see that. The, the current world record set by Neil Rudder in 2018 was a time of 1 minute 18 seconds. What? One minute, 18 seconds. That's ridiculous. Wow. That is ridiculous. Uh, that's that's for the male. And uh, the women's world record was set by Christy Johnson in 2014 at one minute, 22 seconds. Oh, so not even that far off. Uh-uh. No, that's crazy. Uh, so the rules, it says that there's a water-filled trench, 60 yards in length, must be cut through a peat bog by the organizers. Competitors must wear snorkels, masks, and flippers. A wetsuit is not compulsory, but is often worn. Bog snorkeling competitors must traverse two consecutive lengths, totaling 120 yards in the shortest time possible. The course must be completed without using conventional swimming strokes, relying on flipper power alone. What? It's a flipper. I definitely have to look that up. I definitely have to look that up because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I need to watch this. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely got to watch this. But definitely watch that highlight of Aussie football just sent you. I will. And they actually showed it on ESPN, like, obviously, like, 3 or 4 in the morning, because that's when it's, like, midday for them over there. Right. Yeah. But it's intense. Like, it's really, like, it's super physical. And there's tons of guys on the field. Uh, So that Neil Rudder guy, mm-hmm. um, he actually holds the top three uh, times in the world championship for bog snorkeling. He said it three consecutive years, uh, 2017, one minute, 26 seconds, 15, uh, 26.15 seconds, 2018, mm-hmm. one minute, 18 seconds, 18.81 seconds. And 2019, he did it one minute, 21.78 seconds. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. I, I, f- I found like this whole list of strange sports. Uh, there's like 50 of them. You got bog snorkeling. You got uh, what's next? Hold on. And I lost my place. See what see what happens when I try to do extracurricular stuff. Like, I want to like I want to find like an obscure sport I can be good at. With cheese with rolling. Cheese rolling. Yeah, that's the one where you go down the hill and kill yourself. Yes, right. there's there's actually um, a video on um, Netflix about it. Yeah, there's a whole like Netflix has like this one where it's like a few. That's the one I was thinking about, like the gladiator one, where like the dudes like have to like hand to hand fight each other and still score points. Yes. Ah, uh, what's the name of that one? I can't remember. Uh, Bosa Ball. I think so. Yeah. No, that's another one. Uh, it's in Spain. It's four players per side, outdoor, indoor, inflatable court with a trampoline. Uh, I'd have to. Oh, it's like volleyball, but with uh, inflatable trampolines. Slam ball. It's called bosa no. ball. <laughs> bosa ball. Nah. slam ball would be. Uh, I mean, granted, it's just basketball on treadmills, but I mean, not treadmills. Trampolines. But trampolines. <laughs> that'd yeah. be more intense, dude. That'd right. be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it says bosa ball. Is what you get when you mix volleyball, soccer, and gymnastics with music. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. That's insane. All right. Yeah. Cheese rolling. Let's talk about that. That shit's crazy. Right. Let me see. Curling? I, can find it. <laughs> I don't know if people consider curling weird, but. I watch it every every. I'm weird. Like I think curling's freaking awesome. Um, when I they, watch it on it, you know, they have competitive sleeping. Shit, <laughs> the grand champion at that point. Now, the only you guys... equipment you need is a bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the one I'm talking about is called Calcio Storico, and it's a old it's a sport in florence italy and they only play it once a year um but you can punch and kick each other uh and try to move a ball um let me see if i can look up the sports real uh, the uh rules real quick yeah bro competitive sleeping all you had to do that it so uh to win all you have to do is Sleep for f- a full twenty minutes in the middle of a shopping mall. 
Bro, I think I could do that. I could do that. Shit. Oh, also, there's a another sport on there that's called uh, catch uh, fetiche, and it's uh, translates to voodoo wrestling. Yep. Nice. You guys ever? You guys uh, remember? Uh, uh, have you guys ever heard of a high life? No. A Miller high life? No, no, not high life. High life. <laughs> It's it's it, it's kind of like ah oh shit. It was on an episode of Jackass a long long time ago where they would take these oranges. It's considered one of the most dangerous games. I'm gonna have to see how the hell how the hell do you spell it again? It's not spelled with an H. It's spelled some funky ass way. Um, but it's basically like you got these like these these wooden like balls, um, and you have to sling them and like if you connect with somebody, you get points or whatever like that. Just I don't know how to spell. It. Just look it up real quick. Um. I'll compensate for a second. I'll be back in a minute. How the hell are we gonna? How the hell are we gonna look it up when you don't even know what it is? I know. <laughs> this man. Hey, look up this obscure thing. That I, I know what it is. I just can't is. spell it. Just give me. <laughs> give me a second. There, I, I sent in the group chat. I sent the other one, the cal, the calcio one. Bro, I'm fixing to send you one. It's it's the World Extreme Ironing Championship. What do they iron? Like freaking? It's uh, not what they iron. It's where they iron on scaffolds, bro. This dude was literally ironing on a uh, inflatable Train. raft in the middle of a river. What? I, I'm gonna send it to you. Is he still talking about that? Just in the background. One, two, three, one. So I'm gonna find this damn. uh, (laughs) I'm gonna find it. Fifteen forwards, five midfielders, four goalkeepers, three defenders. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-seven players on each team, and you guys are able to literally fight each other. Here it is. I found it. I found it. Hang on a second. Let me. Is this dude iron on the back of a back of a taxi? <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> okay. Hey, all right, all right. Here it is. Here it is. I found it. Highlight is a sport involving a ball that is bounced off of a walled space by accelerating it as a, at a high speed with a handheld wicker device. It is a variation of an old school. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those uh, wicker things. You know how like you see some of the things where it's like, um, shit, what's it called? How do you spell the name of the sport? J-A-I-A-L-A-I. Uh, J-A-I? It's pronounced highlight. Oh, the thing I thought was racquetball? It's, it's two words. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing that I thought was with with, uh, racquetball. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely looks like it. Yeah, it says, Highlight was shown in the second season of MTV's series Jackass, where Steve O and Johnny Knoxville were pelted with oranges instead of the normal uh, pelada, which is the (coughs) ball. Filming was shot at a Miami-based Highlight studio, a.k.a. Casino Miami. So, there you go. So, now I figured it out and I remember how to spell that son of a bitch. So, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. 
It's intense because right. it's pretty much just like uh, it's pretty much racquetball, like in a giant open wall, and you can climb up it, yeah. like jump up to do it. Yeah, a lot of people said it was. It's one of the most dangerous sports because if you get hit in the face with one of those, because they're using pretty much an accelerant, uh, when when they're throwing the uh, the ball and it, whew, you're getting hit in the face with. Them. People have lost teeth and had black eyes and concussions and shit. So, I mean, as they said, it's a pretty dangerous game. Have you guys okay, one last one real quick? We'll get out of here. Have you guys ever heard of the ear pull? No, like pulling your ear. Well. The ear pull is a traditional Inuit game or sport in which tests a competitor's ability to endure pain, also strength. In the ear pull, two competitors sit facing each other. Their legs hold on. Their legs straddled and interlocked together. A two foot long loop of string, similar in thickness, uh, almost similar to thick waxed dental floss, is looped around their ears. Connecting the right ear to the right ear or the left ear to the left ear, and the competitors then pull themselves backwards. Basically, <laughs> the competitors then pull upon the opposing ear using their own ear until the cord comes free or the opponent quits because of the pain. Yeah, no. <laughs> It says the ear pull is one example of Inuit games that prepare children for the rigid um, Arctic environments by stressing hand-eye coordination, problem-solving, and physical strength and endurance, as well as helping one keep a mental record of one's endurance level. Man, they be doing this to kids? Hell no. It is the most popular game at the World Eskimo Indian Olympics. Uh, okay. Just the Eskimo that's just, that's just, Indian. The, the, the World Eskimo Indian Olympics. Okay. It is a four-day event held uh, beginning the third Wednesday of each July. I mean, that's cool enough, but it ain't no shin kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's I mean, a real man sport. Real man no, sport, yeah. No, what is a real man sport is kick a volleyball. I love watching that. Um, they have also uh like ping pong, but you can only use your head. But like I said, a real sport is shin kicking. Because I don't know about you, but anything touching my shin, I feel like just punching everything and throwing up at the same time. Everything. <laughs> All <clears throat> I just hate when anything like that's why I hate deadlifts. Right. Oh bro. I, uh, I so just... we've explained enough. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Alright. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Something About Sports. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit and had a few laughs along the way. Uh anything you guys else want to say before we get out here tonight? Uh, as usual, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Uh, and if you so happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It does nothing for us monetarily, but definitely helps with Apple's algorithm to get our podcast out to a broader audience. Absolutely. Roger, anything come to the Patreon channel? I mean, just more um, battle topic stuff. 
and hopefully here soon we get the new series that we've been talking about for a little bit started we need to just get it going instead of just waiting yes um, the, the who you get who you got yes yep. definitely all right um a couple of shout outs shout out to sean thompson over at thompson personal training 40 dollars a session you can't beat it um just Shout him out on uh, Facebook, Thompson, Sean Thompson and Thompson Personal Training. Shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Our, our good buddies, Andrew and Sean, over at the uh, Warrior Workout Network. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Unleash Demon. That's our good buddy, Ivan Montanez. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And thank you guys once again for tuning into this episode. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Something About Sports. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, patreon.com and movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. Oh.